0: Hello and welcome to the Barber's Time Podcast, the official podcast of the Chaser, Stephen McGee. I'm your host, Brandon Barber, and finished week three, looking into week four. Got some uh, some big stuff hopping around. We'll get into that during the show. I have Mr. Alex Kale, the commish, finally on. I think this is the longest we've waited to get you on.
1: Yeah, I think so, Barber. I think I'm usually the uh, the guinea pig that gets, that, that gets to come on first time after the draft and discuss all the new and exciting stuff we have for the league this year but uh i'm gonna admit i was a little taped out after the draft so i'm glad we had other people to shoulder the load until it was time for me
0: yeah i think everyone's a bit more comfortable doing this now i don't have to lean on you as much so it kind of works out
1: yeah man hey it's uh podcast in a good place and you can basically just pop in the group group me on at 8 p.m hey i need a guest tonight and you're recording by like 8:45. yeah it's uh, pretty good
0: and everything for recording-wise has gone really smooth this year. It's been really nice. So uh, one one thing that every single guest, basically, that's brought up is your name, though. Do you want to just, like, set it, like, set the record straight finally?
1: Well, I guess all this illustrates to me is that, uh, I guess, how little exposure to the Jewish community that, uh, you know, everyone from Boiling Springs has had over the years because this is, uh, this is pretty traditional Yiddish uh, to my name. This is during Yom Kippur, for those of you interested, and uh, the... The traditional pronunciation is more of a, I don't know if that comes through on the mic, but it's kind of like, like a, like, because I got high.
0: And, like you're, uh, you're coughing something Yeah, up. I mean, you guys have
1: harped, harped on the name enough. It's, uh, it was kind of, kind of like a halfway in between, like a couple of things that sort of kind of happened and kind of fudged it all together. But hey, I, I think the picture that Ryan Brown made was, uh, made it worth it. And also to hear you guys kind of you know dribble all over it every time it comes up every week is i'm not gonna lie that was very entertaining the first first couple weeks of the season
0: <laughs> so i do like the picture because i do remember the whole thing with him but the only like exposure i've had to jewish community is like when i'm in brooklyn visiting someone and i go to the subway and i have to pass like the little uh are they called churches in the jewish community or what are they it's something else isn't uh it? they're temples temples i knew it was not church it was something else but yeah temple yeah and you see mm-hmm. l- little kids out dressed in like full garb and playing football in the yard it's just like in the middle of brooklyn oh yeah
1: just... with the uh, with the curls and the hats and, yeah and exactly all
0: that exactly that's yeah. my that's like the only yes. experience i've had outside of them being in like every bank robbery movie ever yes <laughs> yes they always have the money for some reason i guess yeah but All right, let's get into these uh, the week three matchups. We're going to recap them real quick. I think everyone's kind of moved on to week four, so trying to not to spend as much time looking in the past. We're going to look forward, but we're going to start with the battle yeah, of the road. You guys
1: will either be listening to this late Thursday, early Friday, so basically everything that happened last week hasn't even, you know, it's basically escaped everyone's mind at this point.
0: Yeah, so we're just gonna brush over real quick. We got the Battle of the Ryans, we're gonna start out with, and it was a tough beat for Brown. Putting up one forty two, taking the loss. Warner puts up one sixty one. He's looking as strong as ever.
1: Yeah, uh you can kind of see where the uh where the desperation to make a move to pick up a running back came from after this week. Um, you know, especially after going up against his opponent that week. Um, you know, you could tell that Ryan Brown knew that knew that he had something that he could peel off of his bench or out of somewhere to make uh, make his very valuable inventory worth something this week. Um,
0: yeah, and when you're losing Kittle, it's really tough. Like you, Kittle's someone that you want to win the tight end matchup every single week. If you go for a Kittle, you go for a Kelsey, you go for an Andrews. And not winning the tight end battle, I mean, honestly, if you look at it, if Kittle puts up 22... Brown's right there. Like, he scored just as much points. So, Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's uh, a very specific team build, and when things start to go wrong, it's tough to kind of react on the fly and, uh, and fix things in a pinch.
0: If I'm being honest, though, even with all of the injuries and everything that's happened to Brown's team, his team was so deep before that he's still fine now after this trade. Like, that trade was great for him. And I know he's already... We'll get into it, but he's already gotten some injuries on that as well. But... I still really like his team. I think Dak is the real deal this year. They're just passing like crazy. There's so many weapons there. I mean, you lose Nuck, but honestly, like T- Terry McLaurin's really good. Like he's yeah, not I would Nuck, agree. he's yeah. not Nuck good, but he he at least got a running back in it as well. So
1: yeah, as I mentioned in the chat, I was a little salty because uh, I had a, an agreement in place that got kind of effed up from the COVID scare and all that stuff. But I thought Ryan came away very well for for what he gave up. You know, it was a de facto three for one. Um, and also, you know, given the Lazard news today, which which is also just absolutely killer when making that deal, um, I would say that his return for, you know, a primo wide receiver one guy was about as good as you could ask for. And given his, you know, given his injury situation, what he's had to already endure so far this year, uh, you know, you just got to get some warm bodies in there and you got to, you got to get some guys that can produce week to week.
0: And I, I love the deal for Warner too. Just being able to get Nuck into that lineup is just unfair. Like, yeah. He has three that's top a good, ten a good, wide you receivers. Make whenever
1: you've got a team as deep as Wonder does,
0: yeah, you have three top ten wide receivers. Well, four. He has don't he Adams on the bench. I didn't even realize. Like it's just yeah, unfair. we'll call
1: yeah, we'll call him like top fifteen to see where the hell Metcalf and Godwin sneak into. That's but, true. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Basically, all four big, big impact receivers on a week to week basis.
0: And I mean. As long as Chubb stays healthy, he's going to be a monster all year. Eckler's the only piece of that offense outside of Keenan Allen, but I trust Eckler a lot more than Allen. So, yeah. um, You'll hear
1: more about my opinion on Ryan Warner as we uh, head into the power rankings.
0: Yeah, I, I love his team. I, I honestly don't hate Brown's team. I still think it's a, a playoff team. I think he's a good enough manager to get him there. I know he always thinks I want to hate on his team, but I think I say just what I feel and – if I feel he has a good team, I'm going to say it. So um, yeah. he's had some tough luck, though. So we'll see if it actually plays out that way. But um, I mean, it's I tough. He's is, doing everything yeah, he can. Earlier,
1: it is the funniest fucking thing that that Ryan goes and just redoes the the bad luck thing and just kind of you know spins it off, does his own thing,
0: and he did and it, it very like, well. I, it wasn't so like.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't like, you know, like, oh, you're just doing it because Garrett did it. You kind of like, you know, spun it and upgraded it. And he's gotten the total opposite effect that Garrett got last year. I mean,
0: I think Garrett, his is actually even better than Garrett's more, was
1: for where he was week four last year. But going into the playoffs, at least it was like, yeah, Garrett's one of the top two teams probably deserves to win this year. Um, you know, well, I, I pick I, I pick I Garrett. if Brian Brown got there, but it's it'll be tough with the rest of the with the rest of this year.
0: Yeah, I picked Garrett preseason, so I remember him having a good team from the get-go, even when he lost luck, and then right. I remember it kind of sizzled off a bit, and then he just hit a stride whenever he got, I think it was Josh Allen, to lead him the rest of the way, so. Um, I think it was Jameis Winston last year. Or Jameis, whoever yeah, we'll, it was. we'll hear
1: about this tomorrow during the chat, but I'm pretty sure it was Jameis Winston that was uh, Garrett's guy coming to the end of the year.
0: I think I'm just plugging in every single waiver quarterback onto Garrett's team. Like, because I already already said... He's
1: probably had every one of them over the years.
0: Yeah, I've already said Kirk Cousins on the podcast, and he corrected me. And I know he told me who it was, and I just... (laughs) I don't care enough what Garrett says to honestly remember. So, um, either way, tough break for Brown. He put up some solid numbers, even with everything going on, and still takes the L because he just ran it to the juggernaut. That is Warner. So, move on to the next matchup. We're going to go to the... uh, I look at Starner's team every single time. I don't, I don't even know what to say. So, Handicap Bros. I marked them down in my power rankings is the Wheelie Bros. Wheelie Bros. I, I like that. I like that. So, let's it go. It rolls we- off the tongue pretty well. That's that's about the easiest thing
1: I think you can make from from a single emoji.
0: Yeah. We- Wheelie Bros versus Think You Come Again. Close matchup here. Germ taking a tough loss. Um, I think these two teams are probably toward the bottom of your power rankings, but we'll see where that turns out later. Uh, not too much to say. It's literally just Russell Wilson for, for Yogi. Um, like, what can you say?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's objectively, as you're ranking teams, it's kind of difficult to quantify how, how much better a guy like a Russell Wilson is from a guy like Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson or like a guy that gets you like reliably 25 to 35 and Russell Wilson or Pat Mahomes. I guess Pat Mahomes is kind of easy to quantify, but Russell Wilson goes out and gets you a couple fifties, you know, every season that that is singularly the thing that will win you every week. And, you know, I went through it with Lamar last week. It's a nice little X factor to have. It's kind of the whole argument behind why you don't really put a lot of draft stock into quarterbacks is, you know, these guys that come up. I mean, Wilson was a keeper, but Allen, you saw Allen was a free agent and it's very difficult to like, before the draft, allocate capital to these guys and say like, oh yeah, 100%, he's going to get me two or three 50s a year, and that's why I'm going to draft him in the sixth round. Um, you kind of just have to catch lightning in a bottle and just hit who the hot quarterback is this year. Um, now, I think. frankly, there's there's five or six of them, I think, in the NFL. You just got to get lucky with them.
0: Russell's biggest thing is he would only hit the 50s whenever they got down early, and then he'd have to come back. Now, yeah. they don't have that defense, so... You think this is going to keep up? Maybe not fifties, but thirty plus. I can definitely uh, see it happening because that defense is awful. I
1: mean, I think I think organizationally, I think Seattle has made it a point to. You know, if I have to hear another you know old white person on television say let Russ cook one more time, I think I might jump off my building. They all
0: they all uh, say it like it's a unique idea. Like, no, I know. And like it's, this it's, is my it's idea. Really it's kind of been like
1: <laughs> driven in the ground for the last like two three years. But whatever. I mean. It's clear organizationally they know that that's their best chance to win and to really put up numbers offensively.
0: Honestly, I don't. Um, I don't think Carroll knows. I think he's just doing what he needs to do at this point. I think if they ever get the lead, they're just gonna run it like they used to. That, probably. But, I, but I, I, don't I, think, I don't think
1: they've really had any regime changes. I think Schottenheimer's been calling the plays in the past like.
0: Yeah, but Carroll is just—he's the one who says, "Hey, go run the ball." <laughs> yeah. Just, like, he still believes that running is their best way to win. Because he even said it after the first game or whatever. He was just like, yeah, that wasn't exactly our game plan. Like, yeah, it worked and everything. And, yeah, it was great. And, yeah, he does this every single time we, we ask him to. Literally every time. But we don't like doing that if we don't have to. We'd ra- much rather just right. run the ball. Right, You just think so like... that is
1: It's like, that's plan B. It's like, if we really have to, we unleash the beast. Where... Okay. Plan B is what gets us
0: win every single time. Like, Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. Where they say, you might as well just start with plan B because it works a little bit better. Yeah. But on the other side of the coin, um, I frankly think Starner's team is a little bit underrated. Uh, looking at him top to bottom, I was one of the few people, I think, after the Michael Thomas trade that was kind of more pro-Starner. Uh, um, you know, I guess we'll have to see what Michael Thomas's help looks like, but I thought he got some good assets uh, on the way back. I think both DJ Moore's in a in a pretty plucky offense and Smith Schuster's, you know, clear cut number one on an offense that's been above average for a three and O team so far this year. Um, Do you think Smith you know, Schuster is the number got one? Jonathan Taylor. I'm very bullish on Jonathan Taylor. I've tried to peel him off Starner's hands multiple times and he will not budge. Uh, Waller had a down week, you know, but very, you know, if if Waller plays usually the way that Waller plays is, I don't know how you'd rank him, but I'd probably say he's tight end three rest of the season. If we had to guess, um,
0: I'd go closer to five because I, I would definitely have Andrews over him. Kelsey, okay. K- yeah, yeah, Kelsey Kittle Kelsey Kittle.
1: But just target share wise, right? I mean the guy's the guy's expected to get like eight to ten targets a game and but how that, many tight ends in the league can you say gets
0: that? So I mean I owned um, him last year, he would either put up the two points that he did in this game or he put up twenty plus. So Right. He he's a very hit or miss guy, but honestly as a tight end, all you're looking for is that he at least has the chance to have that high end. So, I right. would definitely say, like, this week I heard the top 10 tight ends, like, I think six out of the 10 or something were owned 40, less than 40% of leagues. Like, it's right. not something that you can predict. It's one of the reasons that guys like Kittle and Kelsey and Andrews are so highly valued. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I think Starter caught a tough beat last week. Um, I personally wouldn't be surprised if he was in the mix for a playoff spot at the end of the year. So,.
0: Yeah, I, I can definitely see him fighting. He's he's one of the guys that he's going to make as many moves as he needs to in order to get him in the best position. So he's, yeah. a, he's a good uh, good manager, and props to him for making a trade that he thought he needed, which, I mean, you're looking at all these different things that happened to him. If he didn't make that trade, like he definitely wouldn't have had a chance to win this game. Yeah,
1: you're so, 100%
0: right. So I give him credit for that. Talked
1: not him 0 3, but I, I think he's I think he's going to have some positive progression in the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, it's very tough with him because he has to make managerial decisions that are very tough each week. As in, like he has to choose whether to play Watson or Ben. He has to choose like, does he stick with Gurley the rest of the year, or is he gonna like whenever Cam Akers comes back, is he gonna start switching to him, or if Devonta right. comes in? what's he going to do in that situation and same with lamb can he work him into the lineup so um hey honestly
1: the fewer the fewer of those that you have usually the better off you are but you know even even after target you know you and i just naming a couple of them i still think that they're not the worst decisions you have to make they're tough but they're not horrible
0: no no definitely not and i trust starner to to make the moves that he needs to to keep improving his team so i know in three weeks time he could have some waiver wire or phenom that he just was able to get on it because he puts in the time so props to him props to yogi getting his first win we didn't really talk too much about yogi but i mean i don't think anyone picked him this week outside of himself so yeah props to him he came on he made some moves he got moali cox in there and uh, got himself to win. So congrats on that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so let's move on to the next matchup. We're gonna go to Goonie Gang versus Big Ol' Sweethearts. Matt versus David. Um, tough beat for Matt. Like he just he hasn't gotten it clicking yet this year. Um, I'll
1: have the how the mighty have fallen, Barber. Um, it's it's been a real tough year for Matt. I I don't think it's a stretch to say that he's got one of the worst rosters in the league. I mean, he's, he's been making moves. He's been taking chances on a lot of guys, but he, I don't think he's had one positive break this entire season. And so. when you
0: say he's making moves, currently he is at 41 of them.
1: <laughs> I feel like he was at 30 like on Monday.
0: Yeah, he's at 41 moves. Um, just a guy who I think gets in his own way sometimes because if he didn't drop some of these tight ends... He would have a much better shot at winning these games, I think.
1: Uh, I don't even want to make it about the tight ends. You know, he well, gave not up, just he the gave tight end, but his, it's
0: one of the things,
1: right? You know, I, I he gave up a lot of his wide receiver depth in that in that Mike Thomas trade and the subsequent Joe Mixon trade. Um, and you know, you can kind of see by it that that's that's been kind of a hamstring. You know, is that he's got Allen Robinson, who's in the top fifteen, and then you know your next stop down is probably Jarvis Landry, who's maybe wide receiver 23 on any given week. Then after that, Chenault, toward, you know, Traquan Smith. Uh, Jesus. We, were,
0: we were talking about the Starner trade. I like Starner's trade much, much more than I liked Matt's trade. Um, just honestly, like, I, I've owned Mixon last year. I would traded for him because I saw the window of his, his schedule opened up, and he does very well against bad teams. Like, that's just kind of how he does it. And, yeah, yes. he – he gets Jacksonville next week. Listen to this. He gets Jacksonville next week. It's, he'll do great. Like, he'll probably put up 20-plus. But he has Baltimore, Indy, Cleveland, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Washington. And then he gets or, new, the Giants, Miami. But then he goes Dallas, Pittsburgh, Houston, Baltimore. Maybe three good matchups the entire year.
1: But it's just, I don't know. I say this is someone who's kind of naive to watching the Bengals play, right? But you can tell that Taylor's, Taylor's made it a point to – to open it up for Burrow a little bit,
0: he's going to sling it for sure.
1: And it's and it's so strange that he's just he's immediately deferred to like to not letting not having Mixon be a part of that because I look at Mixon and I think he's kind of like he's your prototypical twenty twenty running back. He plays he can run the ball between the tackles relatively well. He's a decent pass blocker and he can catch the ball to the backfield. And you know I say this is someone who I was kind of looking at Mixon a little bit earlier this season, but he just hasn't been a part of it and i don't blame matt for making the trade i'd probably take Mixon over i don't know if i'd take Mixon over drake i think it's a toss-up but i think both of them both of them should be doing a little bit better than what they're doing right now
0: i can see the window for drake because of the schedule it really opens up it should have opened up last week but for sure carolina jets dallas seattle miami like you love that stretch And yeah. I mean, it closes up a little bit. He gets a bit tougher matchups, but I think it's I can at least see the window there because Drake's going to catch the ball. That's a good offense. Um, as far as looking at the Bengals and what you've seen so far, like you said, they're going to sling it. Like they're going to be throwing the ball. They're not going to put Mixon in the in the lineup as much. Well, he's going to be in the lineup, but he's not going to be the he's main guy. Water,
1: which is which is exactly. just strange to me. I don't know. I I think Mixon is a pretty damn good running back. Um, i
0: i think so too especially I just, with a
1: coach that i feel is pretty creative with how he does things i would expect him to to touch the ball a little bit more than he has
0: we'll see i mean at this point he's his flex so what are we talking about like as a flex i would take mix in all day for sure uh um, yeah it's just when you look at his receivers it's tough yeah um i mean he's gonna get clark or Chark back here soon this week probably um which, that'll help a lot Then he just needs to find a wide receiver three And that lineup's a bit more sure overall And you know Matt's always going to be Like, we'll talk two weeks from now Matt's going to have five different players on his team That's right Probably starting for him, so
1: That's right, everything's TVD By the time his pod drops, he does He might be making a move
0: right now Exactly Let's look at Cook's team a little bit Talk too much about Matt's team um, Cam Newton, what do you think of him?
1: Uh, I'm very pro Cam Newton uh, I, I do kind of find the timing hilarious that he he benched him for the first couple of weeks and the week that he plays him he goes out and, and kind of you know puts up a pretty limp performance the way that he did but I I think I'm relatively positive on what his outlook looks like the rest of the season um I think he's in a pretty creative offense I think the Patriots are really willing to open it up for him a little bit um so I'm definitely pro Cam Newton I would say
0: I am as well I I believe um I think Belichick knows exactly what he has he knows how to use them because he's schemed against guys like him for his entire career. So it's like everything that Belichick hated scheming against, he gets to now exploit on other people, plus things they haven't probably thought of either. So
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, and you get guys like Josh McDaniels, right, that wrote up the fucking playbook for Tim Tebow.
0: He got like, Tim Tebow to win a playoff matchup. like <laughs> Exactly.
1: And like, I'm not saying that was like 100% on Tebow, but like Cam Newton is just essentially a good right-handed version of Tim Tebow.
0: Yeah, um, for sure.
1: You know, so that's, that's also to their benefit for sure.
0: I actually think Cook's team is very dangerous because right now he's facing so many, between injuries and just like everything going on with his team. And he's still two and one, like he's two and one, he's in fifth place or currently. And I think it's a very scary team to face because you have guys. Yeah, his come-
1: team looks, definitely looks different with Julio, AJ Brown and Mostert in the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, you know, the Mike Davis uh, Cinderella carriage is going to turn into a pumpkin here in a couple weeks, but at least he's at least he's riding it out while he's got it.
0: Hey, but, it was a good uh, move to get him because if he, I, I
1: absolutely he got the word. It worked a lot better than you know my try with Malcolm Brown or mass with Naheem Hines or any of that. Shit, so,
0: and I think this is probably the worst AJ Green's going to look all year. Um, I do, I would see also it. agree. I, I would also agree. I think at, he's developed some rapport with his, with his new quarterback between that and guys like higgins stepping up you can't focus as much on green because right now green is taking everything and right. it's not going to stay that way um i i like cook's team for sure i think cook alvin cook is very strong cream hunt is look like, amazing i i i'm trying to pry him away from cook as much as possible but there's no way i can do it right now with all the injuries that cook's had uh yeah. M- most are like as much as i think it's going to be a group backfield. There's going to be three guys in there all the time. At the end of the day, the best one out of the three is Mostert.
1: 100%. Nah, well, you could make you could maybe make a case for a McKinnon, but when you want to talk about track record...
0: I need to see it for McKinnon before I say on that. On
1: having the best, the best season with the 49ers, it, it would be undoubtedly Mostert.
0: Yeah, for sure. He's the safest out of them. I. I can see a window for McKinnon, but he needs to do it this week because he didn't really show it last week, honestly. I think he got hurt, um, I heard, and he didn't play as much, and Wilson kind of took over, so maybe that was part of it. Right. But the yards per carry weren't there, so definitely need to see that. So, yeah, good win for Cook. I like his team more than I thought I would. Um, he's made some moves that he needs to. He's had some trouble with injuries. Um overall great for him to go to two to one two and one we'll see what mac is able to do i mean it's always interesting with matt so
1: yeah agreed barbara agreed i think dangerous is the right word for cook i don't know if i would say the same for uh for mr murphysboro
0: himself yeah not yet but let's move on to my matchup barbara's time getting the win over tight ends and tight pies 170 to 139 um basically it comes down to that monday night matchup Got Mahomes and Kelsey to come in strong for me.
1: Yeah, not as enjoyable as you would have hoped. You know, you would have hoped that you would have come back and won by ten. Uh, you know, to really get the full-on Dakota Kuhn meltdown for your matchup against him. But I'm I'm sure you're happy with what you got nonetheless.
0: Dakota was playing it down. You know, he was melting down watching. He said he wasn't yeah. watching, but just knowing Patty's going off on you after Patty's your boy, like yeah, uh, it I, just,
1: you know it's it's happened to me too. The I have no chance, then your guy goes off on Sunday night, and then you're like, maybe I have a chance on Monday night, and it's like, no, you never really did. You just kind of lucked out with your guy on Sunday night to begin with.
0: You know, uh, whenever Camaro was going off for 40, he was lighting up, and he just had, like, in the back of his head, he's just like, oh, maybe maybe I do have yeah. a shot. He didn't want to tell us that he thought he had a chance, but he, yeah. he thought he had a chance. He 100% thought he did. By the way, yeah. uh, Jerry Judy just coming down with that Big touchdown catch. That was nice. Um, there so, you go. going to
1: beat the Jets. I told you, Barber. Good for Dakota.
0: But, good for Dakota.
1: Um, He's telling but, me all the time that, uh, you know, the happiest he is with his team is just his keeper prospects next year. So I guess that's a little strange to be looking <laughs> at your team right now and say you're most excited for what you got next year. But I definitely don't think I disagree. Uh, you know, between Rugs, Dobbins, and Judy, someone – Is going to make themselves apparent as the keeper. I would probably say it's going to be Judy.
0: It's 100% Judy. Judy looks like the real deal. Like, just looking at him, he just looks like physically he's there. And he's
1: one of the guys that, even when he came to the draft, it was like, of course he's going to be like fucking good. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that Judy's going to be a good NFL player.
0: He reminds me of Nuck, honestly. He reminds me of DeAndre Hopkins, like, to that point. Yeah. I, yeah, I can in, definitely see. In him. knowing
1: that he's gonna be a good pro, yes, I yeah, I totally agree.
0: So I mean I don't think honestly I think Ruggs is more of a bust than anything. I mean he could find his niche, but I don't think he's ever gonna be anything more than a wide receiver two type. I don't think he's ever gonna be able to like just take over wide receiver one for a team. I don't think he's gonna right. get to that.
1: Um, yeah, I mean is he if he's even you know wide receiver two version of tyreek hill i'd say that's a successful pro career definitely i don't know if he gets there uh, i don't know who that uh, archetype uh, kind of translates to in in the modern nfl but who knows
0: i mean he's he reminds me of like a just every single type of raiders receiver back in the al davis days like that's he, true he's a guy who yeah you you can see the promise there he has the speed he has some talent but it's probably not going to happen, honestly. Like, I'm sorry, but it's probably not. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Al Davis was certainly, uh, I think, popping a Woody from the grave after that draft choice.
0: I mean, his son is probably in the same boat. I mean, he got raised under. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> under that.
1: Like father, but, like son.
0: Yeah. So anything else pop out to you? Um, Indy defense coming well, wait, in strong. Barb,
1: Bar, before we, I, I do want to talk about your team just a little bit. But yeah. before we go, I want to ask is who. Who would you trade for Odell Beckham going through the rest of the season? Because I say this as an Odell Beckham owner last year, and frankly, you can tell Dakota is not happy owning Odell Beckham this year. Um, Suck-em-run draft pick. He's in an offense that's pretty good. It's focused on the run, and it doesn't really seem to want to highlight the ceilings that Beckham's capable of. So, you know, you can't just trade him away for peanuts. He does play in a good offense. He does have a chance that he'll put up some productive games. But I – I personally find him to be such a challenging guy to have to manage throughout the year, especially when he's in a situation like the way that he is. Um, you know, it just becomes totally apparent in the first three weeks what's what's his seasonal outlook going to look like.
0: So I've I was super high on Beckham coming into the year. I Dakota will tell you I've made plenty of offers for him. Um, I think we might have gotten close one or two times, but never actually ended up pulling the trigger, Dakota. I think he might be regretting some of that now, um, but probably not. I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah, you just gotta take it and you gotta give it a shot with what you got. Exactly. Uh, I honestly, it's it's really tough because I'm still. You see the talent, like in the second game of the year, he showed off what he could do. Like it's just weird because he then disappears. And right, you look. Let me give the, you a
1: hypothetical barber: Odell Beckham or James
0: Robinson from the Jaguars james robinson no problem like i right now everyone but you has no running backs so yeah
1: no yeah i guess i guess that that does make a difference is the the shortage of other positions
0: i mean i was listening to a couple of different shows and they're saying like is odell actually like a bust or do you just have to rethink of what you should have drafted him as which is what he has been which is a bottom end wide receiver too and yeah like Honestly, that's probably what he is. Like, he's closer to right. a Hollywood. If you, just your,
1: if you just reframe what you view him as, he's a productive player. He's just not the guy that you draft at the end of the second round to win you the league.
0: Yeah, he's closer to a Hollywood Brown than he is to a Diggs. Just looking yeah. at the, these two teams right now, um it, it sucks because it's Odell. Like, you want to see it, but when you don't have a good quarterback, which Baker is not a good quarterback, I mean, he has the moxie and everything, he can get you some wins. Um, that team can win with Baker, but it's not going to be because of Baker. It's going to be right. beca- because Baker didn't make the mistakes. And it's not going to be because of Beckham. It's going to be because of Chubb. It's going to be because of Hunt. Um, I mean, I don't think they need him. I don't think they need Jarvis Landry. Like It sucks because they're good players. They can do stuff, but Odell needs to get traded or <laughs> needs to get out of Cleveland if he wants to resurrect his career. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that
1: there's already – he already needs to have another revival of his career to get things right
0: i just don't think the browns was ever a good match for him like going from the giants i think the browns is one of the worst spots he could have landed a team that wants to run first because right. he's i know
1: it's cliche to say right but he goes to the patriots probably a hell of a lot better fit he
0: goes to the texans and he becomes knuck all of a sudden like i can see that i can see it yeah because it's there but he didn't and he he's not going to like Right. He's stuck where he's at, and, it, and you have to live with it. So if I was Dakota, I'd probably be shopping him like he's trying to and just see if someone still believes in him and believes in a resurrection because...
1: You can I, you can mark me out as a buyer. I've, I've ruined the Odell train. I love Odell as a player, but I, I don't think I can willingly give up any capital to bring him in.
0: That's the thing is because Dakota's not going to be willing to just take anyone for him. He's going to want a serious player, And who's going to give up a serious player for a guy who, for two years straight, three years straight, has done nothing? So, and it's not his fault. It's not even because of him. It's because of everything around him, which is almost worse. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's there's no there's no ace in the hole. Like this is how it gets turned around. It's like nope. It's just the infrastructure that he's in.
0: So, you said you wanted to talk about my team a bit. What do you want to say?
1: Uh, Yeah. So I just want to get an idea of what you think of your wide receiving core. Going into the rest of the
0: season? Uh, it's still very up in the air. I like that Deontay, when he actually isn't concussed, gets a million targets. That's all I can ask for out of that yeah. position. Uh, Hollywood, what can you say when Lamar puts up 90 yards passing? Like, I don't blame that on Hollywood. I blame that on... Monday night was
1: a stinkeroo by Lamar.
0: Like, Lamar missed him on an 80-yard touchdown. If he gets that, all of a sudden he has 20 points. And we're thinking completely different of Hollywood. Do I think Lamar's bad? No, I think Lamar is completely... I I don't think he's MVP level. Everyone knew he was going to step back a bit. But he's still A- minus for sure, Sure. even passing-wise, when you consider that. So I think there's better days on the horizon for uh, Marquise Brown... I think as far as my bench with looking at Hilton Anderson Harry I think Anderson is probably gonna be there all year Hilton I think he's gonna have a game or two where you know, he could win me a week if I actually end up playing him during that week but that's the problem is you have to pick that <laughs> so
1: right you have to guess you have to guess you have to kind of you know have a pre premonition of uh, when that's gonna turn around
0: exactly I, yeah. I think of
1: Anderson as like your ideal bi week plug he comes in and scores you Anywhere between 7 and 18 points. And that's the guy you want in as your bi-week plug.
0: If I can get a Deontay Johnson putting up 15 to 20 a week, if I can get Cup going between 10 and 30 a week, and then if Alshon can come in and be similar to a Robbie Anderson type, that's all I'm looking at of that. And then I get kind of plug-ins. Okay, maybe none of them are like a high-end type of guy, like a Nuck or... Ridley, at this point, I can even throw him in there. <laughs> wide receiver yeah. one, like none of them are going to ever be a wide receiver one, maybe. I mean, Cup can be, but um, it's going to be basically just looking for who's going to be the wide receiver twos and who's going to be between 10 to 20 instead of who's going to be one to 10. And yeah. looking at the rest yeah, of my I mean, team, that's, that, that's that's all that's I need. The roster build that you got, yeah. So, I at least am happy that I have a bunch of guys that I think anyone would be happy to have on their team for the most part, as far as my top five. Um, Like, I know everyone doesn't like T.Y., but if I told you I'll give you T.Y. for nothing and you can just sub him out for one of your guys on the bench, you're going to be happy with that. Like, Yep. I I know it's not been great for him. I obviously know that, and I tried to get ahead of it by trading him for his name value, but no one was biting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I do see some good games for him coming, but it's not going to come very quickly. Probably, I mean, it could come this week. I don't know. I'm not going to play the waiting
1: game, Barber. You, you got some. I mean, you got you got a great defense absent Mahomes and Kelsey, right? But you got a great defense, and you got you had a good kicker before Koo went down. Yeah, um, that was. Tough. I don't know if he's out this week or not. But I, I sincerely think that Indianapolis is this year's San Francisco. I think Indianapolis is. They built their team to play in low-scoring games, and that is what they intend to do all season. And they've and got a. If you look at the schedule, it unit. really is
0: good. The only games you're scared of is like a Baltimore or Green Bay, and honestly, that's about it for the entire season. Yeah. And I'll take a loss in one or two with the defense putting up maybe zero points if I get the rest of that schedule. So right. definitely happy with the defense. They were just. They weren't drafted by anyone. I didn't draft a defense or a kicker. So, I mean. hey, man,
1: San Francisco wasn't drafted last year either, and they went on and they were the the best defensive unit you know anyone's yeah. ever seen in fantasy. So it just happens yeah. year to year. You know, you just gotta. It's another one of those things. You just gotta kind of gotta be really active. You gotta spring immediately once you see the first signs of it. Uh, I know I missed out on the train this year, but you know you just gotta you gotta be proactive about those things.
0: Yeah. So my basically basically my thought on my team is I need to win quarterback every week. I need to win tight end every week. And then as far as running backs, I should be be able to push either equal or get better than them depending on how many touchdowns Zeke gets and how well right. David Johnson does. And then wide receiver, if I choose correctly, if my managerial skills are correct, I'm going to win that week versus almost any team. And if you've looked at my team, Scoring, it's just gone up as I kind of figured out the team a bit better. As my guys kind of fluctuated a bit, I've gone from 130 to 150. Now this week I'm putting up 170. Um, right. Obviously, it's not going to keep going like that the whole year, but I'm kind of I'm liking where my team's at. Okay, right now it's not obviously someone you're scared of necessarily, but at the end of the day, the code is looking at Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hollywood on a Monday night. I don't think anyone wants to face that ever. Like, yeah. Whatever you say about my low end, you know the high end's there. Like, you know I can put up 200 in a week. So that's how you're going to win. As you said, the defense is sneaky because if they're able to put up 10 points a week, that's all you, like, that's top tier defense. And Mm -hmm. if they have a high end of 29, hallelujah, you know?
1: Yeah, great. Yeah, this is the highest they'll get playing the Jets. But, um, you know, you still know you have someone that can pack a punch.
0: They still have Jaguars <laughs> again this year. They have Cincinnati. They have Cleveland. I mean, it it doesn't yeah. it doesn't let up. So um, I'm definitely happy with them. Um, I'm excited to see where David Johnson goes. Your league winner. Um, he got past the tough matchups. We get to see him against Minnesota, Jacksonville. Uh, I think. We'll really learn what he actually is in these next two weeks. And after the Jacksonville game, if someone wants to come by him, come and get him.
1: Yeah, I will say uh, I expected a little bit more after after the first night. I was I was very bullish on him after uh, first it's night. It's Pittsburgh and Baltimore right. played like he's played it. He's played a tough beat ever since. So like, tell me, tell me which defenses
0: you. in the league you would like to play over Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and I guarantee yeah. you're able to name twenty nine of them. Like, yeah. it's it's not something like he even he wasn't even terrible like he at least did some stuff so yep um i mean i'm happy with him as a fifth round pick yeah give me that so yeah let's move on from my matchup uh versus dakota i'm happy i got to win over 500 for the first time in two years thank (laughs) god so let's move on to your matchup tough beat for you you again just like brown you put up 153 you're going to beat most teams in the league this year putting up 153 fourth highest score of the league week um taking the loss to the weak ass pussies garrett breon great team name and picture for garrett 174 honestly not even that impressive for garrett
1: yeah i mean the the keenan allen explosion kind of happened out of nowhere I don't know if he caught a bomb or what. I wasn't even watching the game, but it literally went from like Keenan Allen has three no, points. Let, to Keenan Allen has like sixteen.
0: Listen to how many targets Keenan Allen had. Nineteen. Yeah, yeah. You throw the ball to him every play. You're going to do some some good things because Keenan yeah, Allen's going to get open.
1: That's pretty good. Um, and again, the Josh Allen buzz saw is, is is a real, real, real thing. Um, just in terms of you know draft value, opportunity cost. That's. Probably the best acquisition we could have so far this year uh, when it's time to add superlatives at the end of the year. I'm sure that'll be considered. Um, but yeah, you know, to, otherwise, no one that really crushed, you know, otherwise outside of Josh Allen and, or Josh Allen and Keenan Allen. I really wasn't looking at anyone on the team and being like, fuck, I have no chance. Um, you no, know, I I battled. I hung in there, did what I could. But but not enough for uh, to be yeah. Mr. Breon. The Jones game was probably about as good as I could have gotten Sunday night. Um, but then again, Mason Crosby goes and hits three field goals over 40 yards. Not great.
0: Yeah, it's it's really tough. I mean, you had your, your Henry game. You were looking for it. You got it. You got the lock at three touchdowns and 100 yards exactly. It's like he, yeah. he knows that he gets a bonus at 100 yards and he got you exactly Well, that. I was
1: hoping I would to get it between him and Sanders because Sanders ended up at 95 and it was an overtime game. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This guy can't get to 100 yards.
0: And Miles looked was, really good too. That was
1: probably the worst. That was probably the lowest number of points you could have had in a game as good as Sanders looked. He looked awesome.
0: Yeah, I, he's, I basically I didn't... I
1: fit the bill to anything you would want so far this season. But just playing on his... Future of an offense that he does, Doesn't do any, do it, do It sucks because
0: his next three games are San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. So it was like, yeah. you really were counting on this win, getting a big game out of Sanders, which he looked great. He just didn't get to the numbers. Like, he should have easily had 25 points.
1: I mean, hey, at the end of the day, Carson Wentz has a lip dick arm. I'll be here, I'll be the first one to say it. And so it's kind of nice to know that he, we have his backfield option there. Do you remember that the coaches are all that willing to? To give him the ball
0: do you remember that first year with Wentz when he actually looked like he honestly looked like such a prodigy he looked exactly like what Josh Allen's doing now like
1: yeah it was his second year the year that frankly I think he deserved the MVP they, they played to the one seed hurt his knee in the Rams game and basically hasn't been the same ever since you know I, I I'll never know what happened to the guy frankly that that what's happened to him um his offensive line certainly doesn't do him any favors. You know whether he, he doesn't have any receivers. From, right. He doesn't have any receivers, and the receivers that he does have aren't even healthy. So that but he can't hit them better. anyways,
0: so it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's
1: not a fun <laughs> offense to watch week to week, I've got to say, Barbara.
0: Yeah. I mean, I watched his first-ever game. I was only game. joking when
1: I was talking about going back to the Steelers in the chat.
0: You're such a Fairweather fan. I know but anything you you really want to say honestly it was kind of straightforward yeah i mean garrett's just a juggernaut
1: yeah yeah i ran into the buzzsaw lamar you know he didn't have a great game on monday night but frankly even if he did have an average game to a good game i probably wasn't going to win i kind of needed him to have like a lamar game and the fact that he didn't do it you know i'm not going to crucify him for it it's just kind of the way that it shakes down but uh you know in terms of roster build i don't know i've got a I, I drafted the team that I have. I was kind of looking to get a team like this. I was, frankly, waiting for the first COVID scare of the year. I was hoping it wasn't going to happen to my team to say, hey, I've got three other starting running backs sitting on my bench. Like, let's, let's make some magic and make this happen. Um, but I guess it's the luxury that the first COVID casualty happened to me this year that I do have the flexibility to just toss in one of my bench running backs that I know is a starter, and I can go from there.
0: Yep, and then you still have the promise of a guy like Gibson who can break out at any moment. Um, right,
1: exactly. I know yep. I've got a couple other guys that are the RB ones for their first teams, and I just got to rely on that. Um, if anything, I kind of wish I drafted a little more aggressively on wide receivers. I don't think I was super aggressive in the kind of players that I was taking. But what are you going to do? I still think I have, have top three solid guys. Five. Yeah, yeah. You have I still think I'm a four or five team. I I know I have Will Fuller sitting back there, but I don't really need him week to week. I guess I kind of do this week, but most of the time it's not like oh shit, I have to play Will Fuller because I have no better options.
0: We'll get into this, but I, you're finally getting Devonte Parker, where he's coming up a couple weeks off of this hamstring injury, and I think he's going to finally come into his own this week and probably put up 30. Yeah, that out. was
1: a tough game against uh, the Jags. Uh, I was I'm was expecting a lot more, especially just given. The way the Dolphins' offense looked, um, you know, they kind of got fucked just playing playing a team that really didn't have a prayer against Miami. Um, you know, that immediately just capped cap Parker's ceiling for that he, night. But he I, wasn't I, he I wasn't there. Parker so far. I, I guess he hasn't been that great, but I'm certainly not giving up on him. I have no intention of giving up on him.
0: Yeah, I mean, you play in the weakest division almost in the entire NFL, so. Um you still have the Jets twice to look forward to you got Seattle's defense which yeah, hasn't should, been yeah, good Yeah, I got
1: Seattle shootouts to look forward to next weekend so, so sign me up.
0: Yeah, you, you got plenty of big games and it's not like he's a guy you, you're hanging your hat on every week that you need to be a top 10 guy so but right. he has he has a potential potential for that. So let's move on. Um tough beat for you putting up 154 even with a bad Lamar game and I mean, you got to be pretty happy with that. So, Garrett, we don't, we're not going to say anything nice about you. Go fuck yourself. So,
1: Garrett said enough nice things about himself that he doesn't need us to gas him up anymore. Yeah, fuck you,
0: Garrett. Um, so, let's get into the uh, Captain America Big Dick Award of the Week, Big Dick Performance of the Week. Um, well, I know
1: everybody's been sitting, waiting, on by bated breath for this. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of great nominees for the award this week and I know a lot of big names that everyone's been rooting for, and I just can't I gotta say that I'm so honored to announce that the week three Captain America Big Dick Performance of the Week goes to Josh Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Try try that again. Try his first name again, one more time. James.
1: James <clears> Robinson <throat> of Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Hey! Ah, <laughs> uh, dragged it out
1: too much. Yeah, uh, whatever. Um, you got his now, name wrong. Uh, It, it kind of sucks that we had to record this tonight, Thursday night, knowing that he put on this performance literally one week ago and for a team that ended up losing is now 0-3. But I, frankly, could not be more impressed for a guy that, I mean, from a fantasy perspective and from a real football perspective, nobody has really given any chance to, like, this entire season – um, I personally thought he was the only candidate that we could give it to this week um, regardless I of the guys that had great weeks I wanted to look at the guy that was like doesn't have a great pedigree and put out a great fantasy performance so um, I thought that he was easily the most deserving that we could have given it to this week
0: he looked fantastic he definitely deserves it I will say that my vote goes to, to Mr. Uh, Justin Jefferson but no bias behind that um, that's right but, yeah, James Robinson, great pickup from Germ, and he's killing it right now. He looks great, too. Like, just running the ball, he looks – like, you can tell when a guy has talent. That dude has talent. So
1: Yeah, agreed. He can he can play five to six years in the NFL and just be a productive back somewhere doing
0: something. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that wraps up week three. We're going to get into the rankings now. Um, Kale, you want to take it away?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, start, I'll go 10-1. to 1. Um, number 10 is a very unfamiliar face, but, uh, I feel pretty confident in saying that I think Matt's got the worst team in the league. Um, so unfortunately, uh, the big old sweethearts are at number 10 for me. Number nine was actually was not decided by the matchup between the two O and three teams last week. I actually have Starner ranked eighth over Yogi. Thank you. Come again. Number nine. Um, and I actually don't think it's that interchangeable. Uh, I know, like I said, it's tough for me to quantify how good Russell Wilson is, but, i have a feeling Starner's is going to start to go on a little bit of a, a positive winning streak this year. Uh, next is Dakota, tight ends and tight pies, pretty good roster, but I think he's got a, I think he needs a shakeup of some kind, and I'm frankly not sure what that's, what's that supposed to look like based on the guys that he does have on his team. Um, next up is Ryan Brown, and and that's unfortunate, uh, which is also interchangeable with my number five, Cook Goonie Gang, uh, and the top four are going to be Barbage Time. At number four, uh, I'm going to rank myself because I got high at number three. Uh, And then the top two, obviously, Warner and Garrett. After the trade, I'm going to give Warner the slight nod. Uh, Top to bottom, I think Warner has the most complete team in the league. I know Garrett's got the Allen factor, and he's still got Ridley, who's just wide receiver one so far. Uh, But I think I'm going to give the nod to Warner that Warner is number one in the league.
0: I think most people would call that an upset at number one.
1: Yeah. Um, i like the reasoning scored garrett's probably got the track record but i don't know it's like i said it's tough for me to quantify the josh allen factor because who knows how many more weeks that he's going to go scoring 40 points a week but um That's true. but i i gotta go with the guy that just got DeAndre hopkins to be number one
0: yeah, i love warner's team and i love garrett's team so I, I would also i would i think there's a
1: pretty sizable gap between one and two and the rest of us say yeah. that
0: yeah definitely I think me and you are much closer than we are to uh those two
1: yes i would i would
0: agree so i honestly agree with your rankings for the most part
1: um talking uh, i don't think i was one for one with how yahoo ended up ranking everyone but i feel pretty confident about where where everything lands if i were to put the cutoff and where the tight where the playoffs would be i feel pretty confident on the teams that are in and out i deserve to be in and out so far um so yeah we'll see
0: yeah definitely um Let's go ahead and just not waste any time move on to the uh, week four matchups, which is, we're already in them, but we'll, we'll talk that's about right. them. We'll talk about them. So, uh, looking at Garrett versus Yogi to start off, the juggernaut versus bottom tier team right now, in your opinion. Honestly, yeah. Yogi's opinion too, because he ranked himself pretty low too.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's kind of tough to look at a guy who has to fill in James Conner. Granted, that's a tough... You know, that's a tough squeeze right there with Adrian Peterson. Uh, All respect to AD, best running back of our lifetime. You know, probably better than LaDainian Tomlinson, but that's a a tough one to have to to plug and play on a week that you're playing Garrett. Um, I I don't think there's that much that we need to say about it. I have a feeling Mike Thomas probably isn't the right play. If I had a gun to my head, I'd probably say he's not fully, totally healthy. Uh, But Garrett, even if he's not, could just sub in Keenan Allen and he's – you know, A-okay to go. So I think I would pretty handedly give Garrett this one. Uh And I don't think there's much else to talk about, frankly.
0: Yeah, for me, it's just like, Garrett, you're playing Yogi. You don't need a high-end Michael Thomas play. Just right. throwing throw Keenan Allen. Be happy that you have Keenan Allen. And, I mean, it, he's playing Tampa. It's not like he's playing a he's super tough defense. Like, just roll Keenan Allen out there. Play it safe. You know you're going right, to win. Exactly. As long, long as down, you don't get gonna a zero. Be, they're going
1: to be down. They're going to be throwing the ball. It's clear that Herbert loves the guy.
0: Yeah. Just go ahead and run it. Run them out there. Play it safe. Know that you're probably going to get a good game out of Aaron Jones versus Atlanta on Monday night and Ridley on Monday night. Right. And, and if you're, Mike you're... Thomas
1: blows up at 35 on your bench, you're ecstatic because, yeah, because you because play you... him next week and you know you got the Mike Thomas of old. Exactly.
0: You know that trade wasn't for bad. So, Yep. Um, I mean, lean on your guys. Don't risk anything when you're in first place and you're going up against a guy in eighth like that's right that's
1: sure i think yo i think yo might need 60 by Russ to take this one
0: it's tough because he has no running backs like like you said like adrian peterson might mark ingram like most years mark ingram's great not this year not against washington's defense yeah great like you said not much to say we're both going garrett on this one i don't even have have to ask kale Go fuck yep. yourself, Garrett. And uh, moving on to the next one, Warner versus Matt. Um, we, we're already getting started on this one. We're we're getting to see what Denver defense is doing so far uh, for Matt. But, I, again, this is pretty much the same as last one. It's The top two teams are just too good.
1: Yeah, I'd probably agree. Uh, the way that Yahoo puts the numbers up are, make it seem a little bit closer than expected, but that's also assuming that Drake and Mixon are going to get 30 combined. Uh, which so far has not really uh, bore out very well for Mr. Matthew here. Honestly, uh, I can
0: see those two getting 40 th- combined this week and then not mattering at all.
1: Uh, yeah, Jacksonville, Carolina, you could probably make the case. Uh, I mean, you can make Robinson the case for 50. Personally, yeah. Eh, yeah. Robinson, Robinson, I'm very bullish on the rest of the year. I think Nick Foles is not Mitch Trubisky, and that's all I'll say in terms of what I think that means for Alan Robinson the rest of the year. And. Period. That's good for him. Uh, but up and down, it's very tough to to look at your roster as is and say, yeah, that's good enough to beat Warner. Um, frankly, I'm surprised Warner is only at 140 points. Did he have a COVID
0: cancellation this week?
1: No, he, oh, had, he had Godwin no. go yeah. down. Um, but I, I would say this one, to me, seems like it'll be a little bit closer than Garrett and Yog, But... Uh, to the same point, I think I'm going to have to go with the number one team in the league, beating the number 10 in the league. Uh, over
0: or under 70 points out of Warner's receivers this week? 70. I'd take counting the over. Watkins? Yeah, counting Watkins. I'd take the over.
1: I'd probably take the over. If yeah. Adams is back, I have no idea why the fuck he was shopping Adams. Maybe this is contingent upon him not being healthy anymore, but me personally, I have no fucking clue why we would do whatever entertain trading Devonte Adams.
0: He might have looked at the schedule and not liked what he saw, but... Honestly, like he's the like this is going Rogers and
1: news. Like you have Rogers who has like ascended to some level of fucking Zen this off season and is perfectly like mentally acute of all things at all times. And you know he doesn't even care that Jordan loves his backup. He's just going to go out and you know fucking crush everyone. It's kind of crazy how good his silent count is when they play in a stadium with no crowds. Incredible to watch.
0: So basically, my only thought is the fact that. Warner's kinda of thinking, I have Chubb, I have Eckler, I have no one else at running back. If I can trade Adams for a good receiver and then another running back just to kind of give myself a little bit of depth at running back, then fine. Right. But I think you don't need to start a running back outside of Chubb or Eckler. Like no, you could have one I, of I those 100% two. Agree. You could have one of those two have your other Warner, four wide receivers.
1: Warner, if you'd like to talk, I've uh, Devin Singletary and Adam Thielen packaged he very neatly together. The, he doesn't want those. All that's, all that's those. left is the postage on the package. They, they were ready to find a home last week, and it didn't come through. But if it can work for Devontae Adams, let's let's make it happen.
0: He literally just got rid of two guys that are better than those two for nothing. Okay, Barbara, so... no need to
1: talk about this here. <laughs> don't, don't, Either... don't, stick, don't stick a pin in my trade talks here.
0: Owen Matt. you think he's out?
1: Of the playoffs, yeah.
0: Like no matter,
1: probably say yes. Gun to my head, I'd probably say yes.
0: Like no matter what he does. So I'm. I'll give you an inside track of what Matt's currently thinking. He's thinking that he's getting Chark back versus Cincinnati. He's going to get twenty out of that. He's thinking Hunter Renfro is going to be some underrated, under the radar guy who's going to blow up, and he's going to get twenty randomly versus Buffalo. He's thinking that. I guarantee that. And then he thinks Allen Robinson versus Indy. He's thinking Alan Robinson had a good game. He'll get me another 20. And then Matt Ryan is going to have to the score points versus Green Bay and go 30. The number and, of those
1: receivers that will get over 20, I would say, I think it's better than 50-50 odds. Only one of his receivers goes
0: over one, or over 20 points. I would say none of them do, personally. But that's so what he – I'm giving Matt him If you'd like track. to
1: wager, I will gladly put out a wager for you. Only one of your receivers will crack 20 points this week. But Who knows if he'll agree to those terms, but –
0: that's I listen to the same them. stuff that Matt's listening to, and I know exactly why he's, he's throwing <laughs> Hunter Renfro in there, and he's thinking so highly of Hunter Renfro, and I, I'm telling you, those guys are full of shit right now, and he's not gonna do shit, so, I, I, versus I don't know. versus Latrevis White, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I mean, is, is Renfro gonna be the guy that gets matched up on Trey White?
0: Maybe not, but I don't think it really matters. That Buffalo defense is good. You got I don't know. I, I think
1: a guy ascending from the depths of Nowheresville into he's a guy you might want to have in fantasy. It's not like Justin Jefferson. Like he goes from nobody owns him to oh, he's probably top thirty. He not from, he's, he's not like, Wes Welker. He's not Wes Welker. So right, and neither <laughs> is fucking Scotty Miller either. No i don't know if matt still has yeah matt still has him on the team
0: so honestly i like t higgins more than i like renfro this week and that's I just probably because
1: do i probably do as well i did I like... one of your quick one of those quick cursory checks to say is t higgins still available because i liked what i saw from him when the eagles played him
0: i love t higgins coming out of college i've watched every snap I was of him he's gonna be a like...
1: fucking eagle I watched yeah. I was like, E. Higgins is going to look fucking great in midnight green
0: next year." He would have been perfect for you guys. He's exactly what you need. Like he's better than Rager. I, probably.
1: I don't. I, jury's not out on Rager yet, Barbara. I don't think I mean, Rager is necessarily
0: probably, bad. I just I'm think Higgins is going to be really that good. Out
1: there that I think Rager was. I don't know if he was the right pick there, but I was. I was a little overreactionary on draft night. So, I do. I, yeah, I do like that
0: he's he's doing the stack with Ryan and Hirsch this week. I think he needs to get that to work because yeah. I don't trust Goddard this week coming off the injury. Barber well, Richard he's on IR, on my, so yeah. Uh,
1: my Hurst for Fant trade, which I thought was pretty even. I thought it was one of those ones. I like Fant fan over Hurst. So. If I give up Hurst for no Fant, it was going to be my waiver pickup anyway, but Matt beat me to it in waiver priority. Um, so I was, I had no qualms about giving up Hurst for Fant. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I personally like Fant better. Uh, I, I just like the talent a bit better, I think. Hurst is fine and everything and he's he plays on an arguably better offense when everyone's healthy for Denver. I think they're yeah. They're closer, I read, but I definitely I still think Atlanta is better.
1: But that was measuring up uh Hurst, like measurables, his athletic measurables and his, like basically his skills as a receiver to Hooper. And basically what it all kind of bore out to is like Hooper was like they weren't gonna pay him the money that Hooper wanted, so Hooper was kinda of right to leave. But by the fantasy community just saying like, oh, yeah, who's going to take all of Hooper's targets? It's going to be Hayden Hurst is like a little bit like you can't just make that leap from one to the other. Because no, you've, you've seen Ridley just take it and a better athlete. Right. It's Russell Gage. It's Ridley's. Ridley's targets go up. It's um, who else? I know they have another receiver That is. Just, I'm just blanking on the name. But right. Like oh, yeah. it's, it's just not like- as simple as, oh, yeah. All of Hooper's targets just go right to Hurst, and it's just as easy as that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I've he's been in Baltimore, so I've gotten the inside take on every Baltimore fan Sure, when he left. They were all upset, but they were upset about his blocking leaving, not his receiving right. necessarily. Because right. he's right. a great well, overall football player. Yeah, I mean, they didn't need him, so it was one of yep. the things where... Neither does Atlanta though. Look at Atlanta's receivers; like they don't need I, it to throw to the tight end. I would, I would probably
1: agree, Barbara. I would probably agree. I don't think Hurst is bad by any means, but um, you know, me, I was give me I fan all day. I think they're all mad. I was, term, I was quick to give it the eye test, and I was like, "I'm I'm okay giving up Hayden Hurst." I know I Hayden Hurst is not going to crush me and be the reason that Matt wins the league this year. So I would say okay, doing the deal.
0: Yeah, I agree. Let's move on from this matchup, though. Uh, we both got Warner. It, these two matchups yep. are easy, so we're going to breach through. Uh, we're moving on to tight ends and tight pies versus Gunagang, gang Um, What you thinking here? Because I know this is honestly a very close matchup between your power rankings, looking at the teams. Um, is Julio 100% and AJ Green able to bounce back for, for Gang or... Are we looking at Camara just taking over and Jacob's coming back strong?
1: Oh, man. Um, this is a tough one. I, I'll
0: i tell you, I don't think it's very tough. I'm going Dakota.
1: I think I'm probably leaning Dakota as well. Um, this is not the week that I want. I want Julio in a game against Green Bay. Ideally, you want Julio at 100% when he's going to be in a game, you know, primetime against, against another pretty dynamic offense. And, you want him against Seattle I,
0: or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I personally think that Stefan Diggs is like one of the MVPs of fantasy football this year. I, I think Stefan Diggs is a guy that I absolutely want to attach myself to the rest of the year. If I could, um, frankly, I think he is going to be a stud the rest of the year. So between him, Kamara Jacobs, that's going to be a very high scoring game. I think Kyler is in the I hate saying this. He's in the Josh Allen category. Uh, he can score you forty a week, and it's not that outside the realm possibilities.
0: He had um, a bad game last week, and he what put up twenty two or something like
1: something like that. Yeah, exactly. If that's and your floor, the interceptions.
0: Yeah, and if that's your floor, like, uh, like yeah, he loves it.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. I think the Yahoo rankings are doing Cook a little bit of favors. Uh, Rob Woods is Rob Woods is good. I don't think you can confidently predict anything that that guy's going to do on a week-to-week basis. I think he's one of the toughest players to try and put a number on every week that that's what you're going to do.
0: Um, yeah. I owned him last year, and I watched him the year before. and it, He's one of those guys that when you have him, you're convincing yourself, hey, it's going to come. He's such a consistent, good receiver. and Sure, that's mm-hmm. all true, but like, there's so many options. There's right. there's so many options in that offense. Right. And you and never it's also, know.
1: It's also... It's also a playbook that's kind of written to like spread the ball around. Yep. Like
0: it's going to be unpredictable. Not, the he's whole not thing going to
1: basically say like feed this guy. He's going to say let's make the offense move. Let's do whatever we can and let's yeah let's just juice it up and go.
0: And the thing is, when you're looking at touchdown distribution, it's going to be Higby. It's going to be the running back. It's going to be Cup. And Woods has gotten his touchdowns already. I'm scared that he's going to not get them. Going forward, because he's not been known to score more than one touchdown a week. And even those one touchdowns, normally it comes in yards. So, um, I mean, I'd be scared if I were him. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't hate having Robert Woods on your team. (laughs) like Sure. Of course. And it sucks not having A.J. Brown. It sucks not having Mostert. We'll see if Hunt plays, because I don't think he's supposed to, right? I thought he got hurt.
1: Um, I don't. I think he popped up on the injury list today. I think it was just something worth monitoring. I don't
0: know. But I, I, don't know I heard it might have been been bigger than, than that. Anything but, for sure. Uh, um,
1: Barbara, let me ask you this. Do you think there's any chance that Cam Newton outscores Kyler Murray this week?
0: Versus who, Dallas?
1: Cam Newton against KC, Kyler against Carolina.
0: Yeah. Um, I think KC's defense is too good. I think Kyler will I think that. there's
1: a chance. I will. I, I will say. I would not I wouldn't, I I wouldn't we, bet against him. I think him, but, probably the favorite this weekend, but I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance Cam Newton opens it up this
0: weekend. So I am reading up on Hunt, and he's expected to play. His coin doesn't seem too okay. serious, so, um, so that that definitely helps. Uh, in my opinion, Cook needs Julio to just jump right back in, score Correct. a touchdown, get a seventy-yard bomb. He needs Woods to get it another touchdown and like hundred yards. He needs Julio
1: to be Calvin Ridley. Exactly, Who I thought we'd be saying that three years ago.
0: He needs Mike Davis to score two touchdowns. He needs Dalvin to do well, which Dalvin should do well against Houston. And right. He needs Mark Andrews to show out and Hunt to get his versus that Dallas defense. Like, I don't understand why Cook has Seattle defense. They're like bottom ten of the league. Like,
1: <laughs> you know, Barbara, I was reading something the other day that apparently it's and um, again this. Is kind of like galaxy brain fantasy analysis, is that you want to target fantasy defenses that play in shootouts because it means that it's more likely that a turnover for a touchdown can happen. Does that make sense?
0: I know what you're saying, and I know if I you know, just target the I don't necessarily work-
1: think I buy into it, but I think there's a little bit of credence to it. Like, I think it's if you get a bad defense and they just end up in a shootout somehow, there's a chance that they could actually be Okay.
0: So he's they're playing Miami. You have Fitzpatrick. He's either going to put up forty or he's going to throw five picks. So in that sense, yes, I can see it. Right. In another sense, I also just like targeting rookie quarterbacks and young quarterbacks in general. Like give right. me yeah. give me a guy who's unexperienced versus an okay defense, and I'm. All I need out of my defense is them not to put up a zero or right, right. You just a need
1: seven or eight points and just, just don't embarrass me, basically.
0: Exactly. And yeah. if you get more than that, gravy. You don't build your team off your defense, though. So it's like, yep. as long as they're not hurting me and I can win the other positions that I actually built for, great. Um, I mean, I don't think this is... I don't know. I, I don't know if I would roll the dice with Seattle, though. I'll just put that out there. Yeah. Um, Either way, I'm going with Dakota. I don't think there's too much of a... I don't see the... I told you the path for David. I don't see it happening.
1: Yeah, Barber, I'm not I'm not as definitive that I think Dakota's going to win, but I'd probably lean that way. Gun to my head, I'd say Dakota's going to win this. So
0: we're both going to go Dakota. Um, We'll see what he does for defense with Pittsburgh being postponed. We'll probably see... Who do you think he's going to drop? Ruggs or Slayton or Ingram? I don't think he drops Ingram.
1: It's got to be Ingram. Has to
0: be. I think he dropped. Ingram him.
1: was a bad pick then, and Dakota knows it. He's going to drop Ingram.
0: Uh, no, he'll just drop Latavius Murray. What am I talking about? Right.
1: I still think he should drop Ingram personally. Yeah. That's that's me saying that I was pissed that pissy that Dakota took him as a second tight end for I could get him as my first. He should drop Ingram. Ingram guess has he, failed the eye test so far. There's yeah, no reason. He hasn't done Monday anything, right? Yards. You think there's, there's... There no reason to keep him on your roster with Zach Ertz? Like it's one thing if you have a team like mine and it's just kind of like. You're figuring out as you go with tight end. But if you're allocating draft tech capital to tight end, you're absolutely fucking yourself by carrying a second tight end. Absolutely fucking yourself.
0: And as a side note, you know whenever he plays at home, he has like a 99% chance of just destroying something on his body, whether it be his yeah, head, right. he has his knee.
1: On, on the new worst turf in the NFL. Yeah, like... Or eight games a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's not so, great.
0: I'm surprised he's made it this far without a major injury because I know he's gotten hurt, but I, I don't think there's been a major injury yet. So we'll see right. that going forward. Either way, we're going Dakota. Um, you think it's going to be closer than I do? I mean, I don't hate Cook's team. I I definitely think there's a window for him in the playoffs once the injuries come through and everything. And some guys, yeah, develop. that's
1: a that's a big deal. It'd be nice to have Mostert at full health. Um, yeah, for this week.
0: Yeah, and AJ Brown. So and AJ Brown. Uh, I don't hate your team, Cook but I'm going Dakota on this one. So let's move on to my matchup versus the Wheelie Bros, Dream Wheelie Squad. Bro. And, uh, I mean, we're predicted to tie, so that's something.
1: Even. Well, Garrett and I were expected to tie, or I think Cook and I were expected to tie, and we got within a point of each other. So I will okay. say
0: that that's without a kicker for me. So
1: Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, oh, the Mahomes matchup against New England has got to be terrifying for Germ. Um, that's, yeah, that's but Deshaun versus out, but Minnesota. I'm going to lean you. <laughs> Deshaun
0: versus Miss Minnesota. That's a 40 point Deshaun game.
1: That's true. I forget how bad the Viking secondary is sometime. Um,
0: <laughs> eh. I'm going to say, I'm not too happy with my team at this point. I do think it comes down to David Johnson, whether he can get it done or not, but
1: Barbara, I still think I'm leaning you. I don't think, I don't think Todd Gurley is the guy that you want in fantasy this year. Um, no. He, he does not do it for me in the slightest.
0: I do like that Taylor's against that tough Chicago defense. So as even though I think he does get it 15, I don't think he's going to break out for 30, which I think Jerm needs. Um,
1: yeah, Taylor would be your ideal RB2, not RB1. You want the RB1s like Zeke that are going to get you like 22 points. No so doubt
0: about it. Zeke hasn't had a breakout game yet because no one scored with them or they've just scored too much. I think this Boy, is they've per- been
1: behind. They've been behind catching up like the Seattle game.
0: Exactly. And yeah. this this is finally the game where I think Dallas just destroys Cleveland. They just run it down their throat. Cleveland wants to run the ball. They're probably not going to be able to run the ball cuz Dallas knows that. Dallas actually like they have a bat, not a great secondary, but I think they're decent against the run. I I don't want to hang my hat on that, but Either really, way.
1: Personally, as a as a now NFC East aficionado, I think Dallas is going to play in a shootout every single game this year. I think yeah. every single game they're going to play this year is going to come down to a final drive or two, like three or four giant, you know, like these two plays change the course of the game. Um, I just have a feeling they're one of those teams that plays up or down at the competition. I don't think McCarthy's that great of a coach. and Definitely not. You know, they just seem to be one of those teams that they're just going to play you know, they're going to play for the spotlight every single week, and that's just that's how it's going to be.
0: Question, do you think Justin Jefferson was mirage, or do you think he comes out? He's not going to score 30 again, but do you think he is a solid play?
1: Solid play, yes. Um, if you were to tell me that you were going to rely on him as your wide receiver three the rest of the year, I'd he's... probably say that's about where I'd probably shake him down. Like when you look at the rest of your roster, him, T.Y., McKeel Harry, uh and mr alshon on the Do- ir but expected eight 8.25 points um i would probably say that justin jefferson as your wide receiver three the, uh, the rest of the year is at least a pretty fair assessment for where i think he'll finish up
0: as long as he becomes what hilton was supposed to be where i'd get a week or two where he scores 20 i'm happy and i don't you even need that, that from him you
1: just hope that last week wasn't like one of two yeah you know that, like the next week that he has that is like week, like only one more week this season where he can do that. And I don't know. I, I can't really. Who knows? We can talk about this right now. But I I personally think the Vikings are a team that's going to be a little bit more positive the rest of the season. We um, talked about
0: this. And we talked
1: about this a little bit before the podcast. But I personally think that the Tennessee game, even though they lost, was was at least like a sign that they're alive to Vikings fans. And that's not for me to say that they're gonna be like an awesome offense the rest of the season, but that at least shows me they have at least a sign of life.
0: I agree. I think they're gonna be closer to a five hundred team than they will be a zero for right. a sixteen team. Right. So yeah. I don't they're, know. If, more likely I don't think they get to eight and pick. eight, but
1: they'll they'll pick at pick seventeen more likely than they'll pick at pick seven.
0: Yeah. So um I would also lean myself I just I like that Mahomes Kelsey stack. I think New England's gonna score a bit with K C and they're gonna need to score points. And I I like my odds there that I get some pretty big numbers there. I like Cup against the Giants. I like I think Lamar's gonna come out and wanna prove something against that bad Washington team. And I think they're just gonna crush them. And I I think I think Hollywood's gonna be and the thing is, he's he's so defensive against the whole running back thing, and putting up less than 100 yards in one week, I could see him throwing for 400 in this game, and Harbaugh... Right,
1: especially after Kansas City, where all he did was run, because he was, he, for lack exactly. of a better term, just scared in the pocket, like yeah. he needed to do something, so he was just scrambling.
0: is a type of guy who's like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. We're going to throw the ball 50 times and let you go do your thing. I think... Right. Get you back on track. Hollywood needs five catches to make his day. I think he gets those five, and he comes out pretty strong here. Um, yeah. Looking at Germ's team, I can see Hill having a nice day for sure. Um, I can see Moore needing to score and having a nice day. I can see have Watson having a nice day. But just the running back position, I will say I I'm think not CD might fan. be due
1: for a game. I can see he, it. He regressed a little bit against Seattle. I think CD's the real deal. And has been so far I don't this feel year. great
0: about this, this game, honestly. I think it's yeah. going to be very close. I think I, I would have to ache it out more so than I'm going to be able to like flex my muscles under no, I would disagree,
1: Barbara. I think Mahomes factors enough. But if you were to take out the quarterbacks, I think it's very close to even.
0: Yeah. I, I think Watson is going to match Mahomes this week. I can see it happening. Now, I'm hoping that Minnesota comes out strong. (laughs) Obviously, my team.
1: Hey, at the end of the day, they're still coached by Bill O'Brien. And there's a reason why the Texans are 0-3. And (laughs) I don't know that it's the talent uh, that's playing on the field. And that's all i got to say on on the Houston Texans.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I can also see David Johnson having a pretty nice game if Watson has a nice game. So I can cancel that out a little bit. So um, we'll see. I lean myself. You said you're leaning me as well. Um, I'm still not sure if I'm going to roll with Jefferson or Anderson. I'll probably roll with Anderson just to get a safe guy in there. But um, not having Deontay actually hurts because Deontay's proven himself to be exactly what I need as a solid guy. Um, But I could throw in McKinnon if I think his health is good enough. But he got hurt a bit. And if – if McKinnon is out, then I would probably just roll with Wilson, but we'll see. Right. We'll see how that goes. So let's move on to your matchup uh, because I got high. High.
1: <laughs> there you go, barber. Much better.
0: <laughs> I'm just. I haven't looked at the teams yet, but I, you have Lamar Jackson on your team, and I'm saying Lamar Jackson is going to show out and do well. Devonte Parker is going to show out and do well. I'm going to you.
1: Uh, I'm playing Ryan Brown, that's unfortunate. After his big trade, uh, he's certainly lowered his ceiling, I think, after canning uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And Carson looks like he's a full load based on uh, Yahoo's projections, but I would probably agree that I think I'm leaning myself. um, As we speak, Fant hasn't done much during the game, but I don't think that really changes uh, what I kind of believe my team to be able to do this week. You uh, were I losing pre- the tight end I position no pre- matter have what. I to play to add the Rams uh, last week because they are playing the Giants this week, um, and I think that is a swell matchup to have, especially with Chicago going against Indy. could be low scoring, but I don't think Indy's a team that's going to be turning the ball over a lot, whereas Los Angeles, I think, is going to be sacks in pick city,
0: um, frankly. So what are your thoughts on... One, Gallup, do you think he is kind of not what you should think of him because of what he did last year anymore because of CD? And two, does Carson actually play, and if he does, is he actually Carson?
1: Um, for Gallup, I firmly believe that three Dallas receivers can all be very productive fantasy assets throughout the year. Um, I think you saw in the last game that Cedric Wilson, is that his name?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, he kind of stepped in and filled CD lambs role, but Gallup Cooper and Wilson all had good games last week. I think it's pretty reliable to say on a week to week basis, it's going to be Gallup. It's going to be Cooper and it's going to be uh, CD lamb. Um, so I would, I would say that I'm not worried in the slightest about Gallup. I mean, I am as someone that's playing Gallup this week, but as someone who would own him, I think Gallup is a great fantasy asset to have for the rest of the year. Um, because I think, I think the Cowboys are going to play in shootouts every single week. In terms of Carson, I think they'll probably end up limiting his pitch count. I can't really say that for sure, uh, not as being someone that's not really monitoring it this week. But, you know, the Gator role that he got done on him last week was pretty fucking bad. And frankly, I'm surprised that he's even playing this week, to be completely honest. I mean, just looking at the severity of what that looked like on TV. Um, so that's my, that's my only factor in saying I'm kind of surprised that Carson is supposed to be full go according to Yahoo. Um, but I, I, frankly, Barbara, I also think that that Seattle Miami game is going to be a shootout. I don't think that's going to be a game where Seattle just holds onto the ball and kind of chews out the clock the rest of the game. I could easily see it being a 10 point game going into the fourth quarter and then just, you know, going from there.
0: I think that game is going to be a bad Fitzpatrick game personally. Um, He's probably he, due for one. He's due for one. Seattle is just even if they don't have a good defense, I feel like they're just such a opportunistic they're an exp- defense. They're a veteran unit. They're, they're, opp- they're a
1: veteran unit. And that's they're very
0: opportun- opportunistic. That's bad for Fitzpatrick because he's a guy who just kind of takes risks. He throws it. Yeah, and I can right. see a couple the
1: Jaguars that plays really well. I
0: can see a couple picks that probably going to
1: make the, the be a number one seed in the playoffs. Not so great.
0: So i don't see it for brown honestly i like his moves i like what he's done it's been really tough for him honestly like it sucked yeah. like honestly at this point he's doing what he can i can't really fault any moves he's made he's done everything he needs to do it's just he's had bad unfortunate luck and That's what right. are you gonna do i mean he's face right faz- faz- well, faz- let me
1: it. give you another hypothetical um Who would you take points-wise? I feel crazy for even saying this, but Kittle or Sanders? Because I think it's a lot closer than Yahoo projects them to be.
0: So Sanders is against San Francisco on Sunday night. Miles
1: Sanders against San Francisco or George Kittle against Philly Sunday night? I like Kittle. I would probably say I'm terrified of Kittle going for a 25 to 30-point game. Uh, I think Philly doesn't. And he's also got Nick Mullins, who obviously will go down to his tight ends if he needs to.
0: So Philly is very good against the run. They're not great against tight ends in particular. Um, I, I like Kittle. If he's healthy, he's going to score points. I assume Garoppolo. I assume Garoppolo is not going any to. Monday
1: players, So that's that's really what's going to shake down to.
0: Yeah, um, I think honestly, between K- he needs Kittle to blow up for thirty, which he can do if he's healthy enough, and if the report is there with the quarterback. And then Gaskin has looked amazing against a bad Seattle defense. If Gaskin can just come out of nowhere, do some stuff, Carson can score some touchdowns. That That's the X factor, along with Dak putting up 30 or so.
1: Yeah, even Gaskin's line last week, um, it was good. It wasn't necessarily the line that tells me, oh my god, I'm fucked because I'm going against Miles Gaskin this week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a TBD. We'll kind of have to see what his usage looks like. Yeah. Um, kind of after having his I don't want to call it a breakout party, but certainly a lot more usage than, you know, average Joe expected for Miles Gaskin to have before the season started.
0: Yeah, it's definitely tough for Brown. I can see a couple of these scenarios playing out, but I he needs all of them to play out to beat you and I don't see that happening. Um if yeah, it did if it does happen, well, then great for him because I'm rooting for him. But I don't see it happening. I think you're gonna be three and one after this week. And then you're gonna get a comfortable twenty point win and be happy with it.
1: I would probably lean to agree. Um, it's it's a toss up if Fuller plays this week, but I know I've got other options if uh, his pesky Hammy is gonna cause me nightmares again.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like this is you playing down Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, it's, it's down versus the Pittsburgh defense, so I don't think you're expecting a crazy amount. But either right. way, it's Derrick Henry. <laughs> like. You are yeah. play- playing him on no matter what. So if you can get Will Ford to play against Minnesota's defense, he's going to put up 100 and a touchdown more than likely just because it's Minnesota's yeah. defense. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to take you here. Um, I assume you're going to take yourself. I am also going to take myself, yes. And it's just a tough matchup for Brown. We're all aligned
1: won- here, Barber. Five for five.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I don't
1: like that. I like a little discourse between the podcast host and his guest.
0: We'll both lose and be like, "What the fuck?"
1: That's right. Yeah, we'll both go for five this week and, and show everyone what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's a, a good uh, projection for the the pick'em league. We'll both that's go five, right. yeah. five for five. with the nine hundred dollar pot. That's right. So, um, I think that's about it. I'll wrap up the show here. Uh, sure. Honestly, not great matchups. If I have to be honest, I think. Very like there's only one reason we would go five for five and that's because most of the matchups are pretty definitive, one way or the other.
1: Yeah, at least gut feeling wise so far. Um I've certainly been proven wrong quite a bit uh over the years here. But yeah, we'll see.
0: So appreciate you coming on, Kale. Good to get the commission on for the first time this year. I'm sure we'll have you on two or three more times this year. Um sorry to Kiki for for keeping you away for so long. We're running a bit long in this one. But, oh, that's all right, Barbara. Um, had a nice little cameo from the dog. I'm sure you guys heard him in the background. But I need to need to meet the dog. That's right. What's the well, dog's name? To
1: you for my friend Barbara. Happy birthday, bud. Thanks appreciate, for having me on tonight.
0: Appreciate it. I I have been drinking in the background. I had four mudslides and two 60 minute IPAs. Um, so I think I've held it together pretty well.
1: I would agree, Barbara. I would agree.
0: So And I drank them all during the pod, so congrats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. Um, looking forward to this week. Should be a good one. I won't watch any you of the too, games Barbara. again, but um, that's kind of been how it's been going for me so far this year. <laughs> yep. So uh, good luck to everyone. Um, I mean, half the matchups are already playing right now, so um, see how it goes. Thanks for listening. Bye.